I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. I'm Chrissy Raffensperger. And I am Dave Sellers. Hey, way to be up the beat there, Dave. Doesn't sound mm-hmm. like you're going to a funeral. I actually <laughs> am tomorrow, Scott. Thank you very much for asking. What's <laughs> <laughs> again? Perfect, as always. Yeah. It's well, good, thing we, good thing we played that out ahead of time, right? Yeah, yeah, we didn't plan that at all. So. <laughs> oh gosh it's great to be back it's been a while there's been um the sci-fi diner has been a bit delayed because of uh, other things going on in uh, my family right now so but uh we're here we're back and we're gonna be talking and bringing uh, our thoughts on news about sci-fi we're gonna share what's in our sci-fi world and we have a fantastic interview that i can't wait to share but before I spoil it, Miles, why don't you go ahead and tell us what is on the menu tonight at the diner? Yes, so we're going to uh, look at the latest uh, Wonder Woman 1984 trailer and just talk about the release date. Uh, everything we know about Black Widow, another movie we were supposed to get back in May of this year, but uh, that's also delayed. There was a Transformers uh, animated series on Netflix a few months ago. There's a part two trailer for that. And uh, Chrissy had opportunity to interview uh, some folks at uh, ZengaCon, and uh, she'll tell us more about that later. Fantastic. Well, I can't wait. It sounds like some great conversations that we're going to have. And I'm um, looking forward to that. Um, so let's talk about what's going on in our sci-fi world. And... Uh, who wants to start? Dave, do you want to start? Yeah, why not? Yeah, Dave. Dave, Dave yeah. you do it. What you got, Dave? <laughs> so I've been continuing watching and loving Lower Decks. Um, again, it, it's it's I, I find it absolutely amusing. Um, so just a good uh, a good throw to the guys who actually do the work in the. In life, so Miles, have you, conti- have you continued watching it as well? I have fallen off. I think I'm behind three episodes. Yeah, uh, I was too. I got caught up today just because life and time were crazy. Um, but well, worth the catch up. Uh, I've been playing Star Trek Online again, pretty heavily here. Um, getting moving along in some things in that game. Still fun. Still waiting for the new stuff, the new uh, updates and things to come out in their next uh, their next big patch. Good. Um, 
I've been working through a rewatch of Voyager in preparation for our next pilot episode. Good, good. So I think I'm in the season five by now. Yeah, I think I'm in season five right now. And they just released a new video game called Star Wars Squadrons, which I'm really trying daily to justify not purchasing. <laughs> um, any of you folks who grew up in the 90s playing the original PC games like X-Wing, TIE Fighter, um, X-Wing Alliance, all those awesome flight sims from back then. This is a new and improved modern ramp up for that same that same type of simulation game. And judging by just the trailers and the gameplay footage and stuff, it looks friggin' awesome. Um, they got it on console and PC. Unfortunately, my PC is nowhere near powerful enough to play it, which is really sad. Just um, pull me and build a new one just to play the game. You know, another reason I'm still trying to justify the cost to doing all of that, and it's getting really hard, getting really <laughs> hard to keep justifying not doing it. I, I um, mean, you really need to. Mm-hmm. You do not sometime. I, I do. And the laptop I've got that I'm on right now, I, I bought that years ago for strict, well, basically. You're thinking on a laptop? Yeah. What are you thinking? Get yourself a laptop tomorrow. Oh, but I'm telling you. This thing works really well. Really, well. I'm impressed at how well it does. And it was the reason I got it. But yeah, as it should be. And well, the problem is I don't have a place here at my house I can set a desktop up and be able to sit and play without. Yeah, because with a desktop, like you just build it and then like you just start replacing the parts that you need, yeah. and it's great. Like I'm about ready to like upgrade some parts of mine, but I mean it's worked like a charm for the past ten years when I built it for Skyrim. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, uh, and, and there will come a time when I get the space where we move out of this this coffin of a house and into some place where I can actually spread out a little bit and have a space of my own again. So what I'm I, hearing is you need to purchase a house for the sole purpose of being able to purchase a desktop computer for proper gaming. I approve. And multiple, multiple other things, yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. But, yeah, that's uh, that's really been my my line. I finished the new Thrawn novel. I uh, listened to the audiobook of that. Another great piece from Timothy Zahn, if you're a fan of his and, uh, and the Thrawn character. It's a great read, great listen. So, yeah, that's about where I'm at. All right. Sounds good. Chrissy, you want to go next? Sure. So, um, I got back into, I've been doing more World of Warcraft in preparation for Shadowlands. Um, and I also was watching some old Japanese cinema. So, I recently watched the horror movie of uh, Black, I think it was like Black Cat. I'm trying to remember what, which ones I've watched since we last spoke. Um, I'm watching those. So I've been watching samurai movies, but also like Japanese horror films from like the okay. 60s. Because <laughs> why not? Um, let's see. I've also. Per- well, I'm purchasing now that my bank card has been replaced after the information got stolen. Grr. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's fine though. Um, 
And so I'm planning on purchasing the audiobook of Dune and beginning to read that because I like I started it a while ago, like maybe in high school, but then like it didn't quite catch my interest. And then like I put it aside for other things. Um so I'm like, well maybe now that I'm like in a different place, maybe I'll I'll find it good, especially since that movie is supposed to be coming out. I was like, well, the the really bad old movie was wildly entertaining, so <laughs> the book should actually be good. Um let me think what else have I been up to? I'm doing a lot of yard work lately, so I haven't had this much time to looks amazing, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was five tons of stone that I moved by myself with nothing but a wheelbarrow Uh, and a shovel. That that goes beyond yard work. You're doing like outdoor remodeling, it seems. Yes, yes. Um I was I was doing a lot of outdoor remodeling this summer, so that's probably why I haven't been as into some of the stuff that I normally am, because winter is coming and I was like, well, I'll just stay inside and do more sci-fi then. I've also been doing a lot of like reading of various scientific articles, like one that was talking about the um, mathematical proofs for time travel as being theoretically possible. So that was pretty cool to read about that. So I've been keeping up on modern science. There you go. As well. Yep. So that's, that's what's going on with me. Sounds good. Sounds exciting. Cool. Miles, how about you? Yeah, so I watched the series finale of the 100 last night. Uh, CW show ran for ran for a while, like most CW shows do. Uh, but I, I think they did a good job of, um, you know, kind of ending the story, uh, closing everybody's storylines. I, I thought it was very satisfying. I watched uh, a couple weeks ago, Bill and Ted Face the Music. It's sci-fi because there's time travel involved, uh, but... <laughs> So, um, and vaguely science fictiony, right? Right. <laughs> How was that? If you are a fan of the first two movies, you'll <laughs> like it. Cool. It doesn't really stand well on its own, in my opinion. You have you have to be like, I, I want to just see these characters again and just have fun with it. Um, Often, third movies just are that way. I mean, yeah, especially thirty years later, right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it was enjoyable for what it was. Uh, watched Swamp Thing on the DC streaming channel, which was surprisingly pretty good. I don't think of Swamp Thing as a really deep character in comics, but uh, they did a good job of. It was a live action one, also. Uh, watched Away on Netflix. It was the um, the uh, Mission to Mars. Uh, Hillary Swank was the the star in that one. It's a very strong character piece. I mean, it is about them getting to Mars, but it's also about the characters. It was a very strong. It was a strong character driven show. And I broke down because I heard good, good stuff from some of you and other people. I, I, I've I am watching the boys on Amazon. Wow, um, how you liking that? I must begrudgingly say I do like it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's awful at times. Th- these are some really <laughs> awful people on this show, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Carl, Carl Urban rocks and, uh, John Noble guest starred on it. Uh, the last one. And we interviewed John Noble a couple years ago at uh, shore leave. And so it was great to see him and Carl Urban work together, um, in, in, on that. I'm reading a series of novels, uh, time travel novels by uh, Andre Gonzalez, um, on time travel. So that, that's what I've been, uh, that's what occupying my sci-fi world. Wow. How far into the boys are you? I'm caught up. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, he's not I'm he's quite, not liking it at all. Yeah, he's just no. Uh, I'm being no. I'm very on the fence about it. Yeah, I, I just haven't. I haven't a ton. Sometimes you need you need terrible people in 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 your fictional life. Although, yeah, that yeah, to make to, it makes you realize how good you have it. It's a great exploration. I mean, a different take on superheroes. I mean, most of the time, the comics and the live action present superheroes as, as maybe not perfect, but basically good and decent people. These superheroes aren't good, decent people. Most of them aren't, anyways. And and you get to see like what you know. What if this person snaps and just decides to go rogue and does whatever he or she wants to? And it was an interesting exploration. What would happen if these superheroes just decide, you know, um, you know, screw you guys. I'm I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. And um, yeah, it, the the writing for the show is pretty solid. I got to say. Cool. And Carl Urban is just brilliant in this. He's he's the worst he gets is good, but in this he's you know he's right. he's, he's really good. Yeah, I I, I really like nice. him in anything that he does. And then you know you mentioned Bill and Ted. The only reason I watch Bill and Ted is because I'm a huge Keanu Reeves fan. So, but nice. <laughs> and he's such a nice guy. Yeah, he is. That, that is true. Yeah. He has a reputation of. I, I like. I, I just really like when celebrities are good at what they do and are also decent people. It's it's refreshing. There's a video of him riding the subway. I I, I think it's in New York, right. but somebody recorded on their phone, and he's sitting there and he sees a woman standing, and, and he offers her his seat. I mean, right. just like okay, you're a stand-up guy. You know, your your acting may be. You know, just okay at best, but as far as a human being, you're you're a rock star, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, so. it, it really depends on the role. I mean, John Wick, like no one else plays that role. But and, but you, know, you that, are but yeah. you aren't looking for the next Oscar in that role either. Right, right. And, and and that that plays to his strengths. And right. I've heard I've heard nothing but good things from numerous people about John Wick. That's yeah. that's something I got to put on my list to watch. Oh yeah. And they're coming out with a John Wick 4, which I can't wait. And a Matrix 4, wow. which I can't wait. Oh, I can continue to wait for that because that's yeah. going to be awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm, I, know I'm people, I, I know people hated movies 2 and 3. But I'm going to be honest. There is redemptive value in each one of those movies. I would agree. But I'm not saying they, um, they, they certainly don't measure up. We can argue this later, but they, they don't. They certainly don't measure up. To, I'm trying to think of one. Yeah, first you could go back in our archives and, and watch our reviews on the on all, all the Matrix movies. Oh, we did do them, didn't we? We did, and the Animatrix too. I don't, I don't think I need to. You, you really do because our opinions matter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I so, mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> But for our uh, listeners, if you haven't haven't heard our reviews of the Matrix movies, go back to our archives. We we, we took yeah, them they're apart. somewhere back there. Yes, so type in Sci-Fi Diner Matrix okay. and come across them. But, um, so what's been going on okay. in my Sci-Fi world? Well, now I'm Hark. What? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I, now have, I said I now have homework. Apparently, <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, or well, yes. like, you know, when you're looking for something to put you to sleep. Search up. No, <laughs> they weren't that bad. Scott. No, they weren't. They weren't. Um, and I, 
I mean, mean this had a huge fan. And there's, there's certainly, they certainly have issues, but I was a huge fan and uh, I still am a huge fan. Um, but anyways, um, what was I going to say? Oh, what I'm, what I'm doing in my sci-fi world. So I'm not watching a heck of a lot. I'm watching, I'm still working my way through um, Matt Smith's Doctor Who with Kiefer. We watch about, we were during the summer, we were watching like an episode or two a day. It's kind of crawled about two episodes a week, maybe. Um, and it's just, it, it's really just like uh, September, probably through October, and then like April into May, uh, there's a time poverty because it's not like outside work has gotten less. Um, but I'm now working like, you know, I'm back teaching full time, running esports, and there's just a lot of stuff I'm juggling. Um, plus this time there's like a crap load of family stuff going on too. Um, but there's just, there's just, um, but so I'm really enjoying it. You know, I look at the doctors, um, Matt Smith and Dave Tennant remain my two favorite doctors followed closely by Eccleson and probably Capaldi. And then Jody, I forget her last name. I want to say Foster, but it's not Foster. Um, but the the newest doctor there, um, and she's okay. I mean, she's not terrible. And and I can't speak to the original doctors because I didn't watch anything prior to Eccleson. But but I but it's 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 a good show and it's campy and it's everything you want in a lighthearted uh, show that's a little bit creepy at times. So so that's what I'm watching. Uh, been reading a ton though. Um, I finished the Thrawn novel as well, uh, and really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the first Thrawn novel and I enjoyed this one. And then the other one, this one might be up there as being my favorite. Maybe don't know. Nice. Um, the middle one was okay. I didn't like it as much as I liked this. Um, but I really, I really, I listened to it too and was compelled and, um, I love the, the, the villain. I, I, there, there were so many things I liked about it. And, uh, of course we had a chance talking about interviews, miles, we had a chance to sit down with Timothy Zahn a few years ago and talk to oh, him yeah. about his Thrawn universe. And you can go back and look that up online too. So we're just shamelessly plugging the diner today. Um, <laughs> and, uh, which I guess that's okay. Cause it's our show. Right. Um, so doing that and, uh, and then Chrissy, I just got done finished with my third read through of Dune on Friday. And um, it was good again. It was good again. And uh, the movie trailer does look epic and I am looking forward to it. So we will have to talk about it closer to the time we can review the trailer. Uh, Cause I'm sure there might be another trailer coming on the pike, but it's, yeah. it does look, it does look fantastic. And, um, it's never going to be, you'll never satisfy every Dune fan, but what they did have in the trailer to me is going to be satisfied. It's going to, it's going to satisfy many Dune fans. And, um, it, it is, it is really good. It reminded, I've been thinking about this, um, as I'm teaching, I'm teaching at school Antigone for those of you that hopefully none of you are listening or screaming, you know, if nightmares about Antigone in high school, but, um, I was, t- I was I was looking at the way Sophocles wrote his plays and what they would often do. There's a comment that John Green, who wrote Fault in Our Stars and um, Searching for Alaska, um, he he says in one of his commentaries on he goes, they would tell you you knew at the beginning what was going to happen. 
but you still had to watch it play out. And um, and that's the way I feel about Dune. Dune is very Greek tragedy in a lot of ways. Um, because at the very beginning, even the characters suspect what's going to happen, but they still got to play it out. And um, it's an interesting way of writing. And uh, to me, it works well. So still high praise for that. And I have a student of mine that's reading Dune right now. So uh, I'm glad that she's into that. And so we'll see what happens. But, and then I'm reading the uh, fifth book in the Sarah J. Moss series again. I think it's called Empire of Storms. I'm not sure. Something like that. I just launched into that for another podcast I'm on called The Old World of Sword. And we'll be talking about that. And then I'm playing, playing a ton of League of Legends and uh, thoroughly enjoying that right now. So that's been my gaming. Uh, my son tries to get me into different games like Stickman Battle, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> at it. And, um, but yeah. So that's, uh, I think that's yeah. going on in my sci-fi world. I don't know anything else that I'm really watching or doing that I can think of. Nope, I think that's it. Cool. Oh, I I missed I missed two things. Too late. Crosscode. Too late. You can't do it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but if people are looking for really good like science fiction games, Crosscode and um oh I'm gonna call I'm gonna say it's Zero Dawn Horizon is also really really fantastic. Um, post-apocalyptic world just combines like somehow they've combined Clan of the Cave Bear, Skyrim, and like fall out like it's just it's just phenomenal what they've done <laughs> so if you're looking for a really amazing post-apocalyptic science fiction game go play it what was that called again um and i call it wrong because um zero dawn horizon okay yeah and it's a female protagonist um taking down like there's like roving robot wildlife that so it's almost like humanity basically created robots that destroyed the world and now it's trying to emerge from that but the robots are still around and they're actually like biotechnology so you have like herds of like robot deer but you know, they may explode on you. Nice. So, and then you have to like figure out the mis. You have to figure out the mystery of what happened way back when to cause the apocalypse, and then possibly prevent things from happening again. So, it's a really cool game. Cool. My son is currently on. playing the game Among Us, which uh, you play. You're on a spaceship. And uh, there's an, something, someone that's infiltrated, and you have to figure out who has infiltrated the ship. And all the meanwhile, they're going around trying to kill people, and you're trying to figure out who it is. So it's very crime detective. It's like who done it type of thing. He's really into it, and it's. And but there's a lot of stuff on YouTube about it. So, all right. Well, why don't we move on and talk about uh, Wonder Woman then? So first, a uh, bit of news, and uh, it's be more about our thoughts, but. Um, so Wonder Woman 1984 movie we're supposed to get, you know, earlier this year is not going to be released until Christmas. Um, 
the superhero sequel starring Gal Gadot, which uh, expected to debut on October 2nd, will now touch down December 25th, 2020. Wonder Woman 1904 has been delayed numerous times amid the pandemic. It was originally scheduled for June 5th before moving to August 14th and then, then October uh, 2nd. Um, but uh, it's probably probably the right thing to do for them. They want to try to get as many people to to see the movie as possible in theaters. So this, this probably makes the most sense uh, business-wise. Well, and and uh, Christmas is always a good day to launch uh, Wonder Woman, I would think. Yes, for any big blockbuster movie, yeah, Christmas Christmas is a good time to do that. It makes me wonder if this is the same around the same time they're releasing Dune, and it makes me wonder if they're just going to push one of those back. But. Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyways, you want me to play the most recent trailer here? Let's go ahead and do that. Yeah, then, let's 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 watch the trailer and I'd be interested to see what you all thought. This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. Your time will come, Diana. And everything will be different. Citizens of the world. I'm here to change your life. Anything you want. Anything you dream of, you can have it. You look like you saw a ghost. Diana, look at you. It's like now one day has passed. I don't want to be like... Anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything, while people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Get used to it. for rules the answer is always more the way i fly they will never find us i forgot to tell you what radar will they will they shoot at us You know, I'm not so keen on this one. I figure uh, you are, but you know what? I'm ready to go. I think we can do better. Parachute pants? Yeah. Um... Does, it, does everybody parachute now? <laughs> All right. Yeah, so what... So let's, does everyone parachute? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about oh, the fanny pack is awesome. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I owned one of those things at one time. This is not shocking. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Frosted Tips here. Don't right? admit that. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Frosted Tips owned a fanny pack and parachute pants for that matter. Um, Yours was leather, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I had too. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so what are your thoughts of this trailer? What is it? Does it excite you? I mean, Oh, definitely. I can't wait to see this. I love what I love the, uh, like when she, she's moving her whip that fast, it's like a shield. And I was like, that's incredible when they were doing that. That That's great. I thought like when she, when she, she was using her lasso, she was swinging by lightning. I mean, it was just, wow. That was, uh, I never saw that before. Her rope can catch lightning and swing off of it. It was. Uh. Um, well, very good. Which I'm not exactly sure how that works, but we'll go with it because yeah, it's a I mean, superhero movie. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, what, Chris- I'll, I'll tell you what I'm nerding. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, um, for I watched the Super Friends when I was a little kid back in the 70s, and there was a one of the villainesses was Cheetah. And we got a cheetah in this movie played by Kristen Wiig. I, I thought that was totally cool. I cannot wait to see, all, all, you know, that that in this movie. It's been neat. Be to see, Go ahead, Dave. I'd be interested to see her in a non-comedy role. That's, that's all true. I've ever really see her in. Well, she was a non-comedy role in The Martian, but it was kind of a side role and. Uh, wasn't really she meant to be, yeah she was uh she was she was the nasa's she was like nasa's pr person so oh, okay um but yeah it'll be neat to see her in that and see her as a villain i am gonna admit though when you see her in her cheetah outfit i'm thinking oh great cats has met wonder woman <laughs> because it looks like one of the outfits from the musical cats and i'm like seriously but Tell me, tell me, tell me now that does not look like someone from Cats. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like that horrifying CG version of Cats. Well, fact. Which would give anyone nightmares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the actor uh, who, who who plays the Mandalorian, uh, Pedro Pascal, he's the villain in this movie. So that, that I mean, he's excellent as the Mandalorian. So is he the, is he the president or whoever they're supposed to be? I guess he's that, uh, yeah, that character saying you could have anything you want. Um, yeah. So, so I, I, this movie has a lot going for it. Um, how did Steve Trevor, how do they bring him back? I mean, he basically blew up Mm -hmm. in that plane in world war one in the first film. So they bring him back somehow. He got frozen in the ice, and then some rich scientists uh, thawed him out. And... Oh wait, no! no I no, mean, that's cat. Never mind. What about, <laughs> maybe maybe they, it's the crossing streams. Those cloners from uh, from Camino. Oh yeah. Uh, is JJ involved in this? What are we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the story is with that. But it's neat to see. See, see them back, and it's neat to be back in the eighties, right? Oh, I'm I'm stoked for that. Everyone's too. favorite time period, but oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best people were born in the eighties. Yeah, That's exactly you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. well, the best people lived through the eighties. So the other yeah. <laughs> the other part of that is it'll be interesting how much eighties music we have going on here. I'm not hearing it, like you know, in Ragnarok, you kind of heard that, but you don't hear that here. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that, if they do it. But, yeah. But. 
Well, hopefully it lives up to uh, everything, especially being pushed and pushed and pushed some more down the timeline here as far as release date goes. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully it won't be pushed ahead anymore. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll, it's three months. We'll, 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 we'll probably get this movie. Right. Which some of us might be a little strapped to find it since I just saw today that Regal's closing many many theaters including the one here in Lancaster. Yeah, well, oh, there's, wow. always, there's always Penn Cinema. Yep. Hmm. Hey. Drive all the way up there. Oh. Come on, <laughs> sacrifices. Yeah, exactly. It's like 10 minutes from my house. It's convenient for me. I know. Which is the important thing. <laughs> listen, listen, if Miles can drive from York to come to Penn Cinema, you have no excuse, Dave. Oh, it's better than Manchester Mall's Regal. I mean, good Lord. <laughs> Although I I don't know if I'll be able to watch it while it's in theaters because I'm going to be probably pretty swamped around Christmas. Yeah, from December yeah, through the, through April. Yeah, that's your evening shift, right? Your uh, I could be. Yeah, that's that's my winter shelter. Yeah. Um, so which which we're gearing up for, and if anyone in the Lancaster community is looking for something to do with their evenings, come volunteer at my shelter. I'm shamelessly plugging it because I really do need volunteers to open. Um, and it's a good yeah, cause. Volunteer. It really is a good cause. It's a good thing to plug. Yeah. Seriously, if if you if you feel comfortable this winter, please reach out to your local homeless shelters and find out if they are in need of volunteers because more more families in America are facing the possibility of homelessness than pretty much any time in recent um, history, even from the recession. So if, if you have that ability, um, you know, they, they do their social distancing, they, you wear your mask, you do what you do to keep yourself safe. But if you really want to try to give back to the community, that's probably one place where you definitely should go do it. So that's my, that's my plug for volunteerism. There you go. All right, well, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Black Widow and everything we know about Black Widow coming down the pike. Yeah, so we, this is a movie we were supposed to get May of this year, but um, that couldn't happen. So the, the next edition of the ever-expanding uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe is Black Widow, a prequel solo adventure for the late Avenger Natasha Romanoff. As millions of Marvel fans know, look back and lament, the Black Widow movie was originally set for release on May 1st, 2020. After coronavirus caused American theaters to shut down, Disney delayed the film to November 6th, giving it Eternals old slot. That date stuck for a while, but Disney decided in September 2020 to push Black Widow back even further to May 7th, 2021, pushing back Eternals and, and, and Shang, uh, Shang Chai as a result. Yeah. I'm not, I probably didn't pronounce that Shang. Uh, maybe it's Chi, Shang Chai. Chi. Maybe Shang Chi. Is, Shang Chi. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. So I'm not familiar with that Chi? one. But. Uh, yeah. I'm just going off of what I what the Pandarians would say in the World of Warcraft expansion. Yeah. <laughs> so that's about as much Chinese as I can. Right. I'm going to be completely uh, honest <laughs> with our listeners. So I'm not maybe, a Chinese expert. Yeah. I'm not gonna pretend to. I mean, the trailers for this looks good, and this is one of the things I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm a little bit sad that we have to wait till almost Star Wars Day to watch this, but um. well, at the same time, with 
Mar- with them releasing a Marvel movie as frequently as they did, having this extended break, it'll either break their momentum or it'll actually start it over again, I think, with, with people you know, getting out of the Marvel fatigue and being able to come back fresh. But the movie is going to have to be really good. Yeah, I think you're right, Dave. I think a little, maybe a little break is a good thing. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic the movie will be good from everything I've seen yeah. in the trailer and uh, from what Marvel good. has been able to do yeah. before. Um, I, I'd be very surprised if it's not good. Well, yeah, I mean, they, I, I don't think they've ever released a really bad movie. I mean, there's been some that have been better than others, but I don't know that I would say any of them have been bad like ones that i would watch me like man i really don't want to watch another one of these again right yeah they, they've all been pretty enjoyable yeah that's true right yeah yeah very good it'll be interesting i'm surprised I didn't, and, uh, and i think it'll be it'll probably be nice to see a a marvel story that's a little bit more female centric um but i really I trust them to do a really good job with that. They did a really good job with Black Panther and making it very Afro-centric and trying to honor that particular event. So we'll see what they do with the more female. Yeah, I don't think I can't really think of a Marvel movie that's female-centric. Well, there hasn't. There really hasn't been. I mean, in the the best, uh, Captain the Marvel. best, uh, Ca- well, Captain Marvel. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. So I have, I have some issues with with some female superheroes when they are, um, how do I say this. <laughs> I'm gonna say like almost like goddess alien sort of sort of thing going on, where the only way that a woman would be on par with the male superheroes is to be almost far beyond the pale um so for black widow i'm really excited to see a little bit more down to earth female um protagonist so because when you were looking at people who are your like role models and stuff it's good to have them with high standards and high achieving but there also needs to be some element of humanity and sometimes i feel like things like captain marvel and wonder woman lose that a little bit right um whereas black widow i really feel the humanness of her stories in the past so for for me i feel that we need to have a broader plethora and the fact that i couldn't remember captain marvel off the top of my head tells me that there's something wrong with <laughs> right, that. right right <laughs> does tell you something but you know. it really does yeah well, Chris, as well said I, it, I think um w- one thing I, I i got from the black widow throughout the marvel movies is that she's trying to redeem herself and she was a lot of she was represented a lot of humanity in those because she had no special she had no superpowers or special abilities. I mean, she could kick ass and take names, and then you know knew how to handle a gun real well. But um, 
So yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I think, I think a lot of us have wanted to see her backstory for a long time. Um, so this is the opportunity to get it. Yeah. So Chrissy, your, 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 uh, measuring stick yeah. against, um, Captain Marvel, uh, how would you rate, uh, would you, would you be saying the same thing then about like DC's Wonder Woman saying that since she's kind of alien and non-human in a way, she's, uh, she doesn't really fit. I, 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 I think, I think it's good to have representation of different kinds. I don't like it when the sole representation that I get as a woman is almost like, well, I'd have to be an alien or I'd have to be like, you know, descended of the gods to be able to, right. To have to any sort of achievement of that. Um, you know, I don't like when I see women getting just thrown into a male role and then pretty much she does everything like a man would do because the message consistently is in order to be equal, I have to go off and be a man and I'm not a man. I'm a woman. And I don't know offense. I'm sure being a man is great and everything, but I like being a woman and I don't want to be a man. <laughs> so, you know, and, and those, those are the sorts of, and, and that's one of my critiques of, of feminism, which I won't get too into, um, which has been this consistent message um, underlying a lot of it has been in order to be equal, go be a man. And I'm like, that is not what we should be saying, and that shouldn't be the discourse no. that we have. Um, but like I said, we're getting into academic discourse right. and right. critique of feminist thought, which I won't go too into. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, very good. We'll be here all night. That's right. Well, we have one more thing in our news before we head to our interview. And uh, Miles, uh, do you want to talk about this one, Transformers War for Cybertron Part 2? Yeah, so I was excited about this. The first one was really good, and it's kind of loose. I don't want to say loosely based, but it, it's basically taking a lot of its uh, artistic vision from the Generation 1 Transformers, the cartoons from, from the first ones we saw back in the 80s. There have been other in, incarnations since then, but they went back, and as, if, if you're a fan of Generation 1, you got to go back and watch the first one on Netflix. It's really good. Uh, And so I guess they're continuing a story with, with two more parts and they didn't say when the second one's going to drop, but we do have a trailer for the, for the second one. Um, So I, for me, it was a little nostalgia seeing, you know, the transformers, the way I remember how they looked and and their characterizations. And, um, but also it, you know, with, with today's technology and visual effects to, you know, really make it look good. And they still told a good story, but yeah, well, good. I, th- so, I think you and your son might, might like it. Uh, oh, yeah. Scott. And uh, the first one, is that on, is that on Netflix too? It is. It is yeah. good. All right. Did you want to watch a trailer or do you want to bypass it because of time? We could bypass it because of time. I'll, I'll put I'll put the trailer on our Facebook page if anybody right. uh, would like to check it out. Sounds good. Well, uh, so we have an interview tonight. That's all for the news, right? I didn't miss anything, right? That's everything, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have an interview tonight yeah. from Zenkai Khan. Since there was no Zenkai Khan this year, um, from Zenkai Khan 2019, which did happen. And we had, we had three interviews that we didn't share. And tonight we're going to share one of them. Chrissy, do you want to tell us a little bit about who this interview is with and a little bit about this interview and why it meant so much for you? 
Well, um, so this is Cosplay Corgi. Um, he is a Welsh Corgi. Um, and his mom, Nicole, um, forget all the things that, that her disabilities have, but it doesn't really matter. I don't like identifying people too much by their disabilities. Um, so it's Kiba is his name. And I just, he was just so, he was just the cutest, cutest thing. I mean, he was just so adorable. He was actually distracting during the interview because he was so adorable. (laughs) Um, but service dogs are, are very near and dear to my heart. My, my mother has a service dog. One of my best friends has, um, a service dog. So like, I know very personally how wonderful having one can be and how transformative it can be to have one, um, in, in your life and how it can really open up the world to someone who has disabilities. Um, so just one thing, listeners, if you see a service dog, they're cute. They're adorable. You want to pet them. You want to call to them. You want to talk to them in your cute little doggy voice because they're just so adorable. That don't don't do it in your head. Just look at it inside, squeal, and continue moving on because you, the dog will get distracted, and then it may take a while for the dog to get back on his A game or her A game, and. He, he or she may miss something really vital to their person. Um, they may miss signaling, you know, a seizure or an anxiety attack or, you know, a sudden drop in blood pressure. So it can be really dangerous if you distract the dog. And if, you know, the dog can handle one distraction, but not 20 distractions. So don't be the 20th distraction. Right. Um, so that's just... A little education piece for everybody. If you if you want to if you want to go play with the service dog, raise one. Uh, so just to be clear, the interview is not with the dog; it is with the mom. Just to be clear, with with the mom. Cool. I mean, it would be adorable to hear the dog barking, but right. that's not what happened. Yeah, that's not what happened. Um, but. No, but no. Kiva and Nicole were just um, great, great yeah. people. So we'll share this interview, and uh, if I can find some video of them in action, I'll put that up as well, just so you can kind of see a little bit about, because there's nothing that we need more in this time of COVIDness and this time of nastiness on Facebook than cute dogs running around. So Exactly. So this this interview is well-timed. So. Yes, cute yeah. dog in an adorable outfit from, like, your favorite video games. Just they're so cute. So cute. If this dog were running for president, this dog were running for president, I would vote for this dog. So. <laughs> I would I would vote for this dog. Yeah. Well, so uh, without any further ado, here is our interview with Cosway Corgi from Zenkin Cotton 2019. otherwise known as Cosplay Corgi, who is in fact a service dog for his partner, Nicole. And Kiba has graciously, graciously allowed Nicole to translate for him today. Yay. <laughs> so, Kiba's not actually currently cosplaying, but what was he cosplaying as earlier? Uh, earlier, he was Link from Legend of Zelda. Awesome. That needs no introduction for our listeners. If not, you all people need to get a life and like get on that. Yes. Um, so... <laughs> Was he, 
Was he a specific link or just link in general? Um, He's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was... Oh, my. I'm trying to remember what shield he had on. Uh, He was... He was the Ocarina of Time shield he had on. I love that one. Yeah, I'm like, what shield did we have on? But yeah, that I think that was the one we had on. Is that like your go-to or is that like your favorite one for him? Um, It's kind of like a really good go-to because it was one of the very first costumes I started out with him with. Uh, was the Legend of Zelda, a Link one. And, um, and so that was, it's always the most popular one with a lot of fans um, just because, you know, we've been doing this since 2013. So it's just, everybody knows him as, as Link. And so it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like I always try to bring it. And if I don't bring it to cons, people are like, what, you didn't bring the Link costume? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I was trying to bring other <laughs> stuff out for once. I'm sorry. Shame me. Jeez. <laughs> okay. So... Kiba and Nicole, not only are you ambassadors for all of dog kind, but also inclusivity and positivity. So what's that been like for you, too? Um, it's been amazing. Um, just because, you know, me being like plus size, you know, I could talk about those topics and, you know, and some of the negativity that people deal with, like backlash, not being like the size of the character and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, just because I, I am disabled, even though I have an invisible disability, I like to advocate also for for people with disabilities cosplaying as well. Um, you know, and of course, you know, I've, I've reached out to tons of friends now that, um, you know, covering the LGBTQ and how great that community has been, you know, especially with cosplay and stuff like that and how great it's been for them to come out even through cosplay. Um, and, you know, and so we just, you know, we're just sitting here just trying to encourage more people to, be more comfortable with themselves, be more comfortable cosplaying the characters they love and they enjoy, um, you know, and not letting anybody stop them from, you know, doing what they would love. So do you think your presence at conventions has helped educate the general public on service animals? Uh, it has. It's helped a lot. Um, I get a lot of people either coming up and they ask tons of questions and I always try to steer them in the right direction. Um, whether it's, you know, if they actually need a service dog or if they just need a, you know, uh, an emotional support animal at home or, you know, or if maybe not even that route is the best route to go. Um, because a lot of times it does bring a lot of unwanted attention going out to places um you literally become the center of attention no matter where you go even if you're just going to the store to get milk you're literally the center of the attention in the store um whereas most people want to be ignored you all of a sudden now have this cute furry thing that everyone's just like dog and it's like no medical equipment but okay <laughs> so how many people on a daily basis ask you like oh are he in training um i get it a lot uh you know especially having an invisible disability everyone's like oh i see he's a service dog are you training for somebody else and i was like no he's he's done training you know well technically you know service dogs are always kind of in training because we always come across something new and mm-hmm. it's like okay well we have to train around this now or we have to train around that you know but overall the overall like task training and the basic you know general public access training has already been completed um and so but yeah i get it all the time and i'm like no he's fully trained for me and they're like oh what's wrong with you and i was like well where do you want me to start (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was the one question i'm like i'm not asking that that's kind of rude (laughs) how about what's wrong with you for asking yeah oh yeah. yeah there's been a couple times where i'm just like staring at people like why are you even asking that are you my doctor (laughs) Yeah. So PSA, everyone, 
don't ask people what their disability is and none of your damn business. Yeah. Um, so do you think that it's made a positive impact for those with disability? Um, I believe it has. I have seen, you know, since 2013, since we've been going out and doing cosplay. Um, and then in, when was it? Not 15, uh, 2016, oh, I started doing um, with a group of friends called Queers Play. Uh, we did a mental health panel at Anime Expo. And ever since then, I've seen an increase in people with disabilities coming out to cons, which has been amazing. Um, like even just here, I've seen, I want to say, I've seen people with canes. I've seen walk, like quite a few walkers. I've seen probably, I think, five different people in wheelchairs. Whereas before it was more, you didn't see that very often. You'd maybe see like, you know, even in a bigger convention, you'd always see like one person in a wheelchair and maybe like a walker and, you know, but you wouldn't see anything else. Well, it's good to see that um, the anime community and the con community is, like, opening up for that because a lot of us have been, like, you know, are considered, like, we're pushed out into the fringes. And for us to do that to people with disabilities is kind of a dick move. So it's it's really good that you've been able to be a positive influence, you know. Everyone loves dogs, so yeah. that certainly is helpful. <laughs> um, and I was saying, supposedly, I'm really easy to talk to, and I'm like, I don't get it. I, I, I would talk with you for, for a while, so that, that would... So um, could you tell me a little bit more about the mental health panel that you did? Um, Well, I'm going to do one today, uh, later today, actually right after I do these interviews and everything. Um, And, you know, I I open it up by, you know, trying to create like a safe space for everybody in the room. And I tell them, you know, I, I try to, you know, make sure I drill it in that, you know, in these panels that I, you know, that it's a safe space. Anything that anybody shares in the room is meant to be stayed in the room unless, you know, and then like today, like sometimes I do the panel by myself. Sometimes I have friends that come along. Mm-hmm. Um, like today I have my friend, uh, Sam Sawyer or sincerely Sam. She's a great artist. Um, so she's joining me for this one today. And, you know, and I, you know, I told her ahead of time, I was like, you know, I, I let people know that they're allowed to share what we as the presenters of the panel say, you know, but, you know anybody else that is talking doesn't have to share uh you know or like they don't have to share but they also anything that they say does not leave the room because a lot of people it is you know it's literally coming and opening up where most people only open up to like their psychiatrist or therapist or their doctor here they're opening up to in a public place talking to friends and you know or talking to strangers and stuff like that about their issues and it, it's really hard to do. Um, mm-hmm. I've had some some of the panels where I've had people crying. Um, I've had a couple panels where people actually wanted to come up on the stage and speak, and they're like, you know what, I've never done that before, but you guys make this so comfortable. I, you know, I want to push myself to that limit. And we're like, okay, cool, come up here, take a mic, take a seat, you know, cool, just join us. And, um, you know, we had one uh, one gentleman that he got up, he like he was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. He got up on the stage and then froze. And I told him, I was like, you know what? We've all been there when it first happens. I was like, just turn your back to the audience. You have the mic so they can still hear you. And I was like, and go ahead if you want to keep sharing. And so he did. He turned his back to everybody and he shared with everybody. And of course, it was like super emotional. And all of us were like crying with him and hugging him. And But it was it was really amazing that that we created that space in that room for them to feel that comfortable. 
And, you know, and even then I have a lot of people that come up to me after the panels that didn't feel comfortable sharing, but then they come up after and they'll share with me privately and, or they'll just thank me and be like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Like, you know, I, I've been really on the fence about either seeing like, you know, talking to a doctor or anything like that, maybe getting on medication, you know, but hearing you, your stories and everything like that, like it's, it's really pushing me to maybe go get help. So I'm like, yes, do it. Well, as, as a therapist, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, it, it can be hard to get people to come see us and yeah. even, and even once, you know, someone's drugged them into the room, it's like, well, hi, you're, you're here now. Yeah. So, no, I, so I have, thank you for, for yeah. paving the way for my profession. And, and, you know, and I, I even have trouble, like I see my psychiatrist and sometimes I have to reschedule my appointments and stuff like that. Cause I wake up one day and I'm like, okay, let's go to the appointment. I get ready and I'm about ready to get my car. And I'm like, okay, today's not happening. So then I have to call her and be like, I'm so sorry, Dr. Heck, but I got to reschedule. She's like, don't worry. You know, just let's pick a different day. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so if people wanted to support service dogs like Kiba, what would you recommend they do? Um, support in what kind of way? Um, if they, you know, hear about the service dog and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I want to support service dogs, but I don't know where to begin. Um, Okay, well, the biggest thing for, like, the best support, because I'm, like, on Facebook, I'm part of, like, a couple groups, um, Mm -hmm. and the biggest thing that we run into is the lack of education. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, a lot of people think that, you know, there's these online registries and that instantly makes your dog a service dog. Well, all those registries are scams. None of them actually do anything for you. Um, You need an actual diagnosis from a professional, you know, like a doctor, therapist, or psychiatrist saying that, yes, you are disabled by your issues, (laughs) and you know and then of course then you either if you or yourself are you know already you know proficient enough in dog training or you go find somebody to do dog training or there's even like dog programs out there that take dogs and they train them and then match you to a dog Mm -hmm. um and i was like so education is great i was like you know just going straight to the you know Americans with Disabilities Act, you know, government website, you can educate yourself fully on all the laws there. Um, you know, and then of course you, uh, there's tons, like I said, there's program dogs, uh, where you can, you know, they, they take the dogs, they train them and everything. Uh, a lot of them will take donations to help cover costs. Um, cause any, they training them can cost, even if you train them yourself, um, you're still looking at, you know, anywhere between like 5,000 all the way up to like $20,000. So, you know, our dogs, that's why we're like, they're not pets. They're not, you know, they're not dogs. They are, you know, they're medical equipment to us. They've costed us an arm and a leg practically. Um, so yeah, so it's just education. Um, and then if people want to donate, donate to like the programs to help cover some of those costs for people. Well, thank you so much for being an advocate and gracing us with the presence of your adorable dog. (laughs) And we hope you enjoyed that interview with Cosmic Corgi from, uh, well, actually, Monica, I guess the uh, mom, uh, from ZegaCon 2019. And I believe that about does it uh, to wrap up the show. But Miles, my understanding is we have news about our next show. Do you want to tell people about that? Yes. So we are still working through all the Star Trek pilots. And next time we're going to review Star Trek Voyager Caretaker Part 1 and 2. Nice. 
Very good. Very good. And uh, we're going to have a special guest that we won't reveal yet because we don't want to, we don't have it confirmed quite yet, but we will have another special guest on the show to talk about it. And, um, and uh, it's a guy that's been on the show before, if it all works out and uh, mm-hmm. look, looking forward to that. So the 28th, is that right? Am I wrong about that? 20th? Uh, the 22nd is when we, next time we See, report. I can't even get the date right. That's fine. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, so the 22nd is when uh, that we're looking at doing that. So if you want to share your thoughts about the two-part Voyager episode, we would love to hear them. You can just email them to us at the sci-fi honor podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook because that's probably just an easier way to get a hold of us. But I believe that's about it. Am I missing anything, guys? Are we good here? I think we covered it. Yeah, so it's about time to, uh, you know, close the blinds and you clean the table, spray them, let it sit for five minutes, and then uh, wipe them down. Make sure they're they're still six feet apart. And um, I think that's it. So, uh, uh, Miles, you want to take us out of the show? Yes. So next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Wear a mask. <laughs> Go boldly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wearing your damn mask. Wear your damn mask. And you can keep that in Wear your, Wear your damn mask. That's right. <laughs> yep. Follow what the scientists Unlike are telling Unlike some you people. Yes. Who shall not be who, named. Who will remain nameless. Who will not be named. But you know who you are. Who... <laughs> Oh, no, he knows who he is, who did not wear a mask and got themselves sick. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you know, to be fair, though, there are no. thousands of other people that have done the same. the show notes scott uh no i didn't but that's all right you did i didn't no. you didn't no 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 so i'm gonna trust you I'm guys. Gonna just well no i'm gonna post a link uh, tonight we're gonna talk about hair stylings again oh yeah me and my frosty tips <laughs> <laughs> I said tips, not tits. Come on. Jeez. Excuse me. Wow. You guys you guys took that the wrong way fast. I'm like, ref- I'm, I'm like, I'm like refraining from like. That was not even right on my now. radar. <laughs> not on your radar. Really? Really? Huh. I know I keep it cold in your room over there, but I think I kept it that cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And that's a wrap, folks. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about we were talking about his hair. We were talking about his tits. Love yeah, we're we're, we're we're all good. Our way. We are all good. Uh, my, and I don't even have any alcohol yet.